Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, this is your boy Frank Gore. You li- I'm listening to 49 of Rush Niners all day. That's Brain Sits Home, baby. Let's go. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? I'm your host, as always, John Chapman, and this is the 49ers Rush Podcast. Now, a couple things. It's not a live show. However, all the hashtag CCs will still be accounted for for our monthly giveaway, and if you haven't done that yet, all you got to do is turn on that notification bell. Anytime we go live or even do a show like this, um, it still counts. We do a monthly giveaway. We're giving away a huge jersey. Um, just waiting on a shipment to come in. I want to make sure it comes in before I promise anything specific, but uh, the holidays are kind of weird, but whatever. I have some backup jerseys if it doesn't get in in time. That's a hashtag CC. Now, I'm recording this early because my teaching job, um, we have our Christmas party this afternoon and just won't be able to go live before the game. So I wanted to record this before I went into work this morning and share with you kind of what my thoughts are and the overall sentiment that I think the national media and the 49ers themselves and me included in that the 49ers are finally playoff worthy. Whether that's by the the record that they have, right, eight and six, uh, won five out of the last six games. Whether that's out of you know, if we look at the rankings of the players and the stats, you know, they're now a top six defense. Whenever you're looking at total yards allowed, eleventh best offense. Again, focusing on yards allowed, a lot of different metrics. The eye test, who they played, who they've beaten, they belong. And what what I want to do because again, this is a short week. I wanted to spend some time going over before we focus on the Titans. That's going to be tomorrow's episode where we dive in and focus on all those things. I wanted this to be internal. Now, we just loaded an hour-plus breakdown over on Patreon going through every offensive play, and the offense was great. Really was great. But the defense. Uh, (laughs) The defense is a whole another animal, and the one common characteristic of the 49ers winning over this time period it's the defense um you know they only lost one game out of the last six and that's the only time against seattle seahawks that they allowed a team over 30 points seattle scored 30 during this stretch listen to this defensive output performance they allowed 10 points versus the rams incredible 10 points versus the jags uh, jags suck 26 versus the Vikings, but delivered some key stops coming up late. 23 versus the Bengals in overtime. And 13 versus the Falcons. The defense is putting the 49ers in a place to be successful. 
Um, and I wanted to let Kyle Shanahan kind of jump in here because I thought this was one of my favorite clips from the press conferences after the game and the following day. Uh, shout out to Juan Salas as always for uh, working so dang diligently and getting these to us so that we could have this dialogue. I, I'm the only one up here, right? It's so I know most 49ers and sports podcasts have multiple co-hosts and I, and that provides a little bit more dialogue and I understand the advantages that that has. Um, unfortunately with where I am, um, I have to record early and it's sun hasn't come up yet and all those things. Uh, but, but I wanted to, I bring in these voices and all of these clips to create that dialogue and conversation back and forth. Now, next year, whenever I go full time with this, um, and I don't have three jobs, I'll be able to have a lot more guests on to create that. I know a lot of people have asked that and I appreciate all the suggestions. But for now, uh, let's have a conversation with the man himself, Kyle Shanahan, uh, showing D'Amico Ryan's first-year defensive coordinator some love. I've been very um, pleased and um, excited about D'Amico. I mean, we knew he would, would be good, um, but then there's lots of challenges that go through the year. And when it's your first time, um, you gotta you got to learn on the run. I mean, it's just about adjusting to things. And Debo's – I mean – D'Amico, um, just the way he's handled the team, the way he's handled the players, um, the way he's handled things when um, his back's been against the wall from just pressure outside and stuff. The guy's always the same, and I think he's getting better as the year goes, and that means he'll get better each year with us. He's been awesome. Yeah, Have there been some bad games? Sure. There's bad games for every single NFL team. The fact that he's a first-year DC and the adjustments that he has continued to make, that's the things that have stood out to me. Uh, going from what Robert Sala did with the Bravo D-line group, where you literally had like your starters and you had your backups, and they never played together. He changed that like after a, a month and was like, nope, it, we're losing too much. So what he does is the Bravo Plus One, which I've talked about, where... Instead of four fresh D linemen and they're all backups, he keeps one stud out there, whether that's DJ Jones or Eric Armstead or Nick Bosa, like not putting in just straight backups. That's been huge. Now listen to some of these metrics that qualify as top 10. Um, sixth in yards allowed. Um, sixth in first downs allowed. Fourth in total passing attempts. Seventh in passing yards. And then whenever you get down to the third and fourth down conversions, which I think are the most important, ninth best third down conversion rate, only allowing 37%, seventh best, fourth down rate. And a lot of that was this week because you had three goal line stands within you know your own 20, within your own 10 on two of those, where they, co they come away with zero points. And that's huge, 11th in red zone percentage. And if you are top 10 in all three of those categories, which the 49ers are very close to, great things are coming. Great things are coming. Now, uh, let's go to the analytics side. I'm going to be breaking down the defense tomorrow on Patreon. Um, I went with the defense the first breakdown the last three weeks in a row because it had been that good. I still think the defense was the best in this game um, in the win versus the Falcons. Defense was incredible. But I, the offense was up there. Uh, and so I know offense is what people want, whatever. But the defensive breakdown is going to be tomorrow. Now, Analytics side, pro football focus. Listen to these scores. They're interesting because, you know, I post these every week on Twitter at JL underscore Chapman. And one of the 49ers uh, had a little bit of a beef. Uh, we, we've been getting a lot of interactions with 49ers players lately. Um, you know, the, and not all positive, <laughs> but it's okay. Um, it, it's nice to be included. Nick Bosa continues to be a top three defensive player in the NFL. There's no way you could pick 
more than three players ahead of him. If you want to talk about Miles Garrett or TJ Watt in the same kind of position as him, that's cool. He graded with the 91. You know, he's got 15 sacks now, another forced fumble. Uh, I mean, just two solo run stops. Dude was just freaking everywhere. He had a 91 grade. K1 Williams, Shark, so damn good. I think that he should be in the mix for like the second team all pro um, as a nickel corner. He's that good. He scored an 81. Fred Warner, best game this year by far, 79.4. He was all over the place, just played incredible. Armstead, 76.7. Armstead had five pressures, one quarterback hit, four hurries. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Five tackles, four solo run stops. Dude's all over the place. Now, is he getting the sacks and the tackle for losses? Not necessarily, but man, so impactful. Samson, top five, 75.4. Now, Jaquaski Tart, uh, <laughs> who I thought had one of his best games of the year. Really, really did. Now, he still got his missed tackles. He had two missed tackles this game. But um, Talanoa Hufunga went out. Hufunga played six snaps and got injured, the lowest-graded player. He he finished with a 30.2. Uh, just He didn't get a lot of meaningful snaps. Ambry Thomas, 38.4. But Chikwaski Tart finished number 15 out of 19 possible players with a 56.4. Not a good grade. And so I tweeted out these scores. I want to share this if you're watching on YouTube. And so I just tweeted out the scores, like that for Pro Football Focus, just sharing with people that follow me, whatever else. Tart, um, man, he's awesome. He retweets it. He says this, and this is a direct quote if you're just listening from Tart. That's why PFF is a joke. And he does the sideways smiley face laughing emoji. That's why you got to let the silent tape do the talking. And he's not wrong. He's not wrong because, and I have said this countless times on this show. Pro Football Focus is a launching point to talk about things. The, the good thing that Pro Football Focus does is it weighs every single play. So Tart played 54 snaps out of 59. He only missed five snaps. He was positive and made some of the biggest splash plays. The fourth down, the initial fourth and one, that pass breakup was one of the best plays of Tart's career. Maybe the best play ever for his career. It was incredible. Um, and kind of set the tone for how the whole game went after that. That's all Tart. Had some huge tackles. But he had some negative plays on first and 10 or second and eight. And again, those aren't the plays we remember. I love Tart. He's incredible. But very similar to Aziz. Very similar to Kwan Williams. And they're splash players. Splash players unfortunately have negative plays do i think that tart was the 15th most valuable player out of 19 defenders on the 49ers hell no i don't hell no i don't you could see the live impact that he had on this team you know i put a tweet out talking about the players that uh should be all pro considered on the 49ers roster well tart wasn't mentioned and a lot of players love tart a lot of you know 49ers fans love tart rightfully so he's incredible and they're like, how would you leave Tart off this list? And to which I responded, like, dude's playing, I think, better than he has at any point in his five years with the 49ers. I think he is. He's great. He's one of our best defenders. However, the missed tackles are still an issue. I think he has 12 on the season. That's a lot. Especially whenever he's only playing, you know, a little over 60% of the snaps because he's splitting time with a rookie. You're splitting time with a rookie, probably not going to be an all-pro player. That's just – and. That's a realistic approach to this. Now, he's incredible, and we are better when he's on the field. 
But at the same time, you kind of have to look at that and just be able to say, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I love Tart. I hope he keeps playing. And, you know, I don't know how long Hufunga is going to be out, but there's no step back. They're just different players. They're completely different skill sets, Hufunga and Tart. I love the way that they have been managing their reps. Really have been. Personally, I would prefer Hufunga up closer to the line of scrimmage. I'd also prefer Tart up closer to the line of scrimmage. I'd prefer Jimmy Ward be the safety back if we're doing our, you know, cover three type whatever, but uh, we don't do that. Uh, we, we, we don't do that. Now, sticking with the defensive side, uh, Nick Bosa um, on just kind of breaking down his strip sack on Matt Ryan, which was a huge play. I didn't know the ball was out. Um, but, yeah, that was huge. Samson made a big play on the uh, – play action and and then I had a nice power rush and uh, Fred and Samson ran a good game over there to make him flush out of the pocket and I ran him down. Yeah, he's he's really good in the pocket and uh, he's actually one of the better quarterbacks when it comes to avoiding the rush in the pocket. And uh, whenever you make a move a lot and not let him just sit where he wants to be, it, it definitely helps the back end. And so I think that's important, right? Like the the play we, we in the play in the episode before the game, we listened to Arthur Smith and Corderell Patterson and Matt Ryan. We had clips of all of them talking about how they wanted to handle this game. It didn't go the way they wanted. They wanted to run the ball like crazy. We outrushed them by I think nine rush attempts uh, way more yards. They didn't rush for 100 yards. First time in a month that they haven't done that. We took about what they wanted to do. And it all started with the defensive line. Now, um, I thought this clip is interesting. And it's almost, I hope you're watching it on YouTube so that you can kind of see his, Nick Bosa is weird anyway. <laughs> so, and not a bad way. He's just different. But he got another chokehold no call where literally the guy had his arm from on his back under his uh, elbow, under the chin, in a chokehold. Um, and, of course, it wasn't called. But here's Bosa talking about how another chokehold, another no call. Can't really prepare for that, but I thought I was going to maybe get the call there, but I guess not. You could tell it weighs on these players. It does. It does. And I'll say this. Should it have been called a hold 100%? You know me, I'm not a refs guy. But the one thing that I will say is the refs didn't call it both ways. So was that a hold? 100% yes. Did they call it? No. Okay, that's part of the equation. It's not as black and white as if it's a hold, you got to call a hold. It's not. You got to call it the same on both ways. That's that's the key. And I think that the officials did as far as holding goes. I mean, I just finished the offensive film breakdown over an hour long. There were some holds that were missed calls against the 49ers offense. The offensive line held. It wasn't called by them either. So once you set the precedent, and this is all about game management for officiating crews, it's not as black and white as just call every hold. That's not what you do. That one was egregious, 100%. There were some bad no calls against us as well. And So balance it out. That removes the refs from impacting the game in a negative way. Call it the same. That's what's key. Did they do that? Eh, I don't know. It would great, but I think that they missed it. I really do think that they missed that call. It's what it is. Now, before we jump over and we talk a little bit about 
um, what's happening with the special teams and the offense and all those things. We do have another special episode dropping this week over on Patreon, the Rush Hour. Check this out. Guys, excited to announce a brand new kind of movement within the podcast itself, and that's called the Rush Hour. This is something I can't take credit for this. People have been emailing and asking for me to do some non-49ers content, okay? So here's what's going to happen. We're going to be doing bonus podcast episodes. The first 15 to 20 minutes, still going to be Niners focused. But the second half of the rush hour is going to be more broad topics in the NFL. Power rankings, tracking rookie uh, quarterback development, seeing schemes and some tendencies, perhaps that's changing across the NFL. Uh, Coverage-based things, things like that. So the only place to get this is bonus coverage is going to be over on Patreon. So go to patreon.com, search for 49ers Rush Podcast. It's the only place it's going to be. Um, now, again, not taking anything away. This isn't taking the place of our regular programming. This is just trying to provide more value for the community that supports the podcast and is helping us to become a, kind of what we want it to be. So, uh, so best way to support the podcast is always on Patreon. So if you want a little bit extra NFL broad with some 49ers focus at the start, that's the place to get it. The Rush Hour is going to be kind of a bi-weekly thing over on Patreon. Support the show. Support the program so we can keep creating more for you. Thank you guys for all the support as always. Look forward to seeing you there. And so what we're going to have up on there, I'm going to probably get it loaded today, uh, part two, today or tomorrow, part two of the kind of behind the mic series, which has gotten a lot of positive feedback if you haven't checked that out. So if you want to laugh, uh, that's kind of the place where you're going to go for that. Now, let's talk about what Kyle Shanahan liked about the entire game in the win versus the Falcons. Uh, I mean, I thought, I mean, I, I liked how, I liked almost how we played every play except for about 10 of them. Um, which kind of sound, doesn't sound like the best answer, but um, I mean, like I, I thought our defense played really well in the first half, but we had three penalties there on third down that I think they got points on all those and we're getting off the field. Um, you know, one of them that I think was kind of just unfortunate part of the league. Um, and then two that is totally on us that we got to fix. Um, offense I thought was um, really good. Um, and then those set the two of the, Two drives before our final drive. I think we went three and out on both. Um, we just needed to stay on the field and finish them right there. But D came up huge with those fourth down stops, which uh, made us survive it. So positives and negatives, right? Trying to balance this out. Now, there were about 110 or so plays, maybe a little bit more. I think 116. If you're just counting offense, defense plays. And again, so for Kyle to say there were about 10 plays I didn't like, that's less than 10%. So if you like 92% of the plays that you have in a given game, that's great. Like you hear them say, oh, 10 plays I didn't like. And you're like, well, that's a lot. It's really not in the scope of a game that has, you know, 110 plus plays offensively and defensively. 49ers dominated. That was represented on the scoreboard, represented by so many different metrics, yards, yards per play, uh, red zone, third down, fourth down, all those different things. It, it It tells the same story. The 49ers have improved. And are the Falcons the litmus test for if you're a good team? No, they're not. They're not. But what is a litmus test for if you're a good team is what do you do over a six-game stretch? Well, you win five out of six, you're a good football team. I don't care who you're playing. Now, again, during those those wins, Rams, that's a key win. Vikings, that's a key win. Bengals, who are first place, that's a key win. So it's, yeah, the Falcons don't determine who you are. 
But what, whether you look at it this game, 49ers look good. Whether you're looking at the last month, 49ers look good. You look at it the last two months, still the 49ers look good because they're six of eight. So they had that terrible start where they were, what, two and what, two and five, two and four? Yeah, they were two and four and then three and five. So, like, yeah, the, 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 there are metrics and measurements throughout the season where the 49ers have been found wanting. Not any longer. Who's playing better football than us right now? Who? The Miami Dolphins, maybe. Like, you know, l- let me pull up, like, win streaks and all this because I think this is important. It's so damn hard to win in the NFL. The Dolphins have a six-game win streak. The Kansas City Chiefs have a seven-game win streak. In the entire NFC, the most wins currently are the Cowboys and Packers with three. We're right behind them with two. And again, the, the team we're playing this week with um, the Titans, which we're going to do a whole episode on the Titans, so I don't want to go too far off the rails here. I want to focus on us. The Titans have lost, what, three out of four? Like, they're not the same team without all those players that, that are out. And guess what? They're almost all going to be out again. Now, A.J. Brown, they designated him to return this week. Whether he plays or not, that's still yet to be determined. But... I don't care how you look at it. The 49ers are a good team. And a big reason why that is, I did not do Jimmy Garoppolo justice last episode. A big problem whenever I go live, I I have all my notes. I don't have it scripted. And so sometimes, you know, Jimmy G was my first paragraph to break down. But the questions and all that stuff brought me to my second and third points almost naturally. And I never went back to the top of the page. And so... I apologize. That is 100% on me and nobody else. I explained kind of an excuse, but that's not it. I'm just telling you what happened. I did a Jimmy Garoppolo a disservice um, on the immediate post-game reaction show because I did not go into much detail on what he's accomplished. Jimmy Garoppolo, and listen to Kyle Juszczyk in a very interesting clothing attire, looking sharp as always. He's, he's such an interesting guy. Talk about the importance of Jimmy Garoppolo stacking games. I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy's Jimmy been stacking weeks uh, this whole year, and we do feel like he's just uh, continually getting better. Um, but I know today there, there was something different about him. He just he had this aura about him. Uh, I mean, even at breakfast, George and I looked at each other and we're like, George, or, uh, Jimmy's ready to go today. Um, and I love to see it from him. It's contagious, too, because, uh, you know, when we see our, our head guy like that um, fired up and ready to go, it makes everybody else fired up. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And he's been great this year. Uh, you look at kind of his stats and what that looks like. It wasn't great early on during that stretch where, you know, we were 2-4 and four or a 3-5 and five football team. He's got 18 touchdowns and 8 interceptions. Now, that's not all-world or even top 10, probably, if you're looking at just touchdowns to interception ratio. But that's not who the 49ers are. Everybody wants to hold players to different standards based on other teams. We're not an aired-out team. That's not what we run a fullback and two tight end sets. We're a running football team. That's who we are. So what does Jimmy Garoppolo need to be? He needs to be efficient. He's beyond, beyond efficient. He's completing 67.4% of his passes. That's right where he needs to be. You go back to 2019, he was at 69.1, right? Like that's where it is. He's had a positive two to one touchdown interception ratio. Guess where he was in 2019? Exactly a two to one touchdown interception ratio. You look at yards per attempt, they're higher than where he was in 2019. And so if we're just comparing those two metrics to each other, you've got to be happy. And the lack of turnovers are key. He threw two interceptions against Seattle. We lost that game. Other than that, he's only thrown one interception in the past six games, and we still won that game that was against the Vikings. So the fact that, yeah, I mean, again, if you take out that one eyesore, or if you don't, okay, cool, let's keep it in there for the last six games. He's got three interceptions in six games. That is winning formula. Interceptions happen in the NFL. It's just what they are. You look at Tom Brady and his game. You can look at whatever quarterbacks you want. And the only quarterback not turning the ball over currently is Aaron Rodgers, and he's probably going to win another MVP. It's a whole other discussion, um, especially with Tom Brady laying a huge egg, goose egg. But he's been great. And when the 49ers don't turn the ball over, they win almost every freaking time. Now listen to Kittle. The question was asked, how has the 49ers offense improved? I thought this was very telling. I think our offense is just doing a good job of staying on the field. Um, I know we weren't great on third downs last week uh, to start. We finished well, though. Um, and I thought we did a pretty good job today of just uh, third and shorts, or we converted, or uh, we didn't have third downs. And I thought our offense did a really good job of that. We had a lot of big plays. And I think a lot of that is just confidence. Um, guys are running through the ball. Guys are getting yak. Um, guys are being aggressive with the ball in their hands. Um, and we're not turning the ball over. And I think that's like the biggest thing we're doing. And then our defense is forcing turnovers. I mean, what a, I mean, what a day for our defense. You can't really say enough. They, uh, we started that game pretty badly, and you know, they, they saved us there, got us out, um, and then they had, they had a couple fourth down stops. And I thought our defense definitely had their swagger today, um, you know, all over the field from Arden, Bosa, Fred, uh, Kwaski. I thought it had a fantastic game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, our defense, when, when they're playing at a high level, it really encourages our offense because, you know, you know, they're off the field pretty quick. And allows us to stay hot and allows us to keep going. Kittle's, he's really good at what he does. Um, really whatever he does. Whether it's working out, football, press conferences. The dude can do whatever the hell he wants. And it was funny. I, I, you know, I was putting out some live clips of the game, game time. You know, as the game was going on in real time. Which is kind of rough because I'm doing my notes. 
I've got the game on two screens, and <laughs> I'll record a play with my phone. Super high tech, just because it's faster. I don't have time to, you know, do my screen capture stuff and all that stuff on live games. And there was one play. It was the I think it was the Jeff Wilson touchdown, right up the middle. Uh, hit the crease where Kittle limped to the sideline and was kind of grabbing his inner leg. And so, again, real quick, I just tweeted out, it looks like he may have pulled his groin or something. Uh, well, Kittle cleared that up pretty good. Um, he tweet, he responded to the tweet, which, again, love the interaction. Kittle's as good as they get. And so, again, I put a clip of the video where you could see him kind of grabbing his inner thigh. He responds with a gif of a WWE kick to the groin, uh, which is hilarious. Um, and, you know, it's, it's fun. The community that's been built on Twitter because, you know, Trent Taylor, 49ers legend, Ken, uh, you know, Kendrick Bourne, a lot of the old, you know, 49ers that came in with Kittle uh, responded and reacted to the tweet, which is a lot of fun. I love me some George Kittle. He's great. But, you know, the interaction with the fan base is always great. And I don't know. I thought it was hilarious that it's a short week and they've got a lot of stuff going on, but you can't practice and lift weights nonstop. But this is somebody that, you know, values what it looks like at home and what it looks like for the fans that wants to interact there. So shout out to Kittle for that. Appreciate that. Um, now, this week, uh, excited to announce my bookie has not one, not two, but 12 free giveaways for the 12 days of Christmas. The holiday season is upon us and my bookie is in the giving spirit. With 12 straight days of giveaways every day, there's a new exclusive promotion for you to redeem, to redeem. And the best part, it's all free. When you sign up and make your first deposit with MyBookie using our promo code 49ers, starting December 21st and ending January 1st, you can bring in the new year right with giveaways that can help fill your stockings with extra cash this season. From odds boost to free casino chips to straight up locks. 12 days of giveaways is a can't-miss promotion. So head to mybookie.ag, use promo code 49ERS. They're going to double your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000 anyway. So get over there. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. And, you know, I, I've, I've said over and over again how much Vegas loves the 49ers. This morning, you know, I checked my bookie and the lines for the game on Thursday. 49ers are favored by three and a half points on the road against a team that is in first place in their division. And now, obviously, they're injuries and they've dropped three out of four. I get all those things. But that's incredible. Three and a half point favorites on the road? 49ers, I mean, the Vegas loves the 49ers. And I said this before as well. I think they'll be favored in every single game except for the Rams. I think the Rams would be favored by a point or two because they're the home team. Um, we're going to be there, baby. If you haven't got your tickets yet, please head over there. Get your tickets. Um, man, we've got the 49ers rush road trip.com. It's going to be an absolute blast. Uh, if you're coming out there, man, it's going to be. What if the Rams lose one game? I mean, they, they, this game is going to be huge for playoff implications, no matter what. There's just too many ways for it to to matter. Like, no matter what happens, this game counts. So come on out, party with us, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Get your tickets. We've got two-plus tailgates on there if you want to check those out. Uh, once you get your tickets, you get all that information uh, added to the guest list. It's all good, and you'll be good to go. Now, back to Jimmy Garoppolo. And I thought this was awesome because, you know, one of the most common questions I get is, oh, is this a trap game? Uh, could they overlook this opponent? All those things. Listen to Jimmy Garoppolo. Again. He said similar things before the game 
They were locked in. Uh, I mean, felt good. Feel good at a lot of games, though. But I mean, uh, I don't know. I think uh, I don't know, guys were locked in today. There's you felt it throughout the week too. Just um, it was a big game, you know, NFC opponent, playoff picture, and everything like that. It's uh, it's December football, so we knew what we were in for. And you know, I said this: the Vikings game was most important. Falcons game, second most important. Next most important game is that LA game. If the 49ers win two out of their last three, they're in the playoffs no matter what. Realistically, they probably only need to go one and two. They only need one more win, and they'll probably be in if that one win was against the Rams because the NFC Conference tiebreakers and all that stuff. 49ers are probably in the playoffs. Um, Obviously, they got to take care of business. They should beat the Titans. Definitely should beat the Texans. And I think it's going to be almost a coin flip game against the Rams. But same old sorry-ass Rams. Like, I don't care. Uh, We'll beat them. I don't care who we have. Now, looking at back to pro football focus and kind of the analytical view of things, the highest-rated player for the 49ers, and by a stretch, Tom MF and Compton, baby. What? Are you kidding me? And it matched on film. The dude had a 95.9 grade. 95.9. That's incredible. And if you break that down further, he had an 80 per 80 grade on pass blocking, which is good. And a 96.8. He was dominating, pancaking people. Looked like Trent Williams out there. Tom Compton has not only replaced Mike McGlinchey at the same level, he's exceeded it. Tom Compton's better than Mike McGlinchey. I'll say it outright. Tom Compton is better than Mike McGlinchey. Now, Compton's only done it for about three games, but holy freaking cow. This makes no sense. None. Now, he's 32 years old, and, like, he has never had a good season, (laughs) like, ever. Um, You know, I'm looking just at his pro football focus grades, okay? I'm just going to read start to finish. These are his yearly, starting in 2013. These are his end of season numbers. Y'all ready? 62, 63, 68, 53, 57 in 2017, 62 in 2018, 49 for the Jets. Looks like his career is over. Comes in last year, not great, but 68. This year, 85.1. What the hell? This dude found the fountain of youth. I don't know if he's Captain America 2.0. I don't know what it is. Tom Compton is better than Mike McGlinchey. Now, he still has, it was against the Falcons, okay? Worst defensive line in the NFL. I understand that. But we're going to see. The Titans are for real. Titans defensive line, for real. They got three studs. Not one, not two. They got three of them. We'll deal with that next episode. So, if Compton can keep the consistency, which is the main issue with him, either looks great or awful, you know, usually two bad plays a game. He didn't this game. He was great. George Kittle, number two, uh, with a 91 grade. Garoppolo, 88. Debo, baby, 78.6. Debo looked like Debo. And I love the way he was used where it was rushing. Awesome. We're going to keep that. But also passing. He had four catches. Getting active in the passing game. But even more importantly than that, watching the film this morning was incredible because the wide receivers, Debo and Ayuk, blocking their asses off. Here's Debo talking about exactly that. Uh, that's just that's just a standard in our room. Uh, Wes put a big emphasis, and Kyle do uh, put a big emphasis on blocking. Uh, and the way we run the ball, you know, it kind of set up all the passing stuff. So we do a great job and take pride in blocking for the backs because uh, we want them to protect the quarterback whenever he got to throw us the ball. So it, it play hand in hand. 
So, and it showed. Ayuk had a, a very bad game. He had that one huge catch for, I think, 36 yards on the slant. Also had a false start right before that play. But Ayuk blocked incredibly well. Um, incredibly well. Lowest graded players, Daniel Brunskill, 44.5. Even though it wasn't in the passing game, he was just bad in the run game. Trent Sherfield only played five snaps, had a 56.8. Ayuk, 58 grade. Uh, Travis Benjamin got one play. And Ross Dwelly got one play. They had 60 grades. So that's kind of where they go. Um, so it's interesting. Now, I don't want everything to be sunshine and roses because I, I think this was a great win on offense and defense. Listen to Kyle talk about special teams, and I'm going to go off. Some big returns on the kickoffs. Takes them a while here for this question. Um, I mean, I'm confident they're being addressed appropriately, um, but we're not getting enough of the results. Um, I mean, it's... You know, when, when you don't get as much out of the kickoff or you look at some line drives or, I mean, we'd love to get all touchbacks. I mean, that's what we're trying to go for. But, um, you know, there's there's not much to address on that. You know, we just got to kick it better. Um, and when we don't, we got to move down there better and make tackles. But, um, you know, it has been frustrating. And hopefully we can get some more guys back, which does help. Um, but we got to make sure, first and foremost, we don't turn the ball over like that. Special teams is trash. Um, not anything new. Not anything new for this season. Not anything new for last season, the year before season. Five seasons in a row since uh, Coach Hightower has been here. Zero improvement. In fact, it's gotten worse year after year. Now, it's not just the Jamichael Hasty fumbled opening kickoff. That was huge. It's not just Jamichael Hasty getting hit in the face mask with the ball out at the nine-yard line. Of the second kickoff, no. Punts were trash. Punt returns, trash. Kickoffs, trash. Kickoff returns, trash. All bad. All consistently bad. And I, I, I think I got this from Matt Barrows, I believe, who's incredible, does a great job at the athletic. If you just look at the starting field position, which I talked about this live after the show, if you just look at the live, or sorry, the starting field position of the 49ers and the Falcons for every single situation, okay, every single time they started the possession, that equated to 180 yards difference minus for the 49ers. So, like, you can look at total yards or whatever. You That's 180 extra yards the 49ers had to get if they would have been on a level playing field with the Falcons. That ain't it. You cannot go into the playoffs and win games losing the special teams battle every single week. Now, we won versus the Bengals, and that got us the, the victory, right? Those two-part returns fumbled for a touchdown. But that's been the anomaly. That was on them. They just fumbled two punts. That wasn't anything really we did. You say, oh, well, that punt was a screwball. Okay, cool. All right. Um, if a screwball punt means you're going to punt at 29 and 37 yards, then don't screwball punt it because you're killing your defense. And they answered the call this time with three goal line stops. You can't ask them to do that. You cannot ask them to do that. You're putting them in a bad spot. And that, that's not where they belong. That's not where they need to be. So special teams is awful. I, I personally, and again, this might be a little need. It's not a knee-jerk reaction. It's five damn years. I'd fire that man in a second and replace him. That's what I would do. But Shanahan loyalty project. Um, program, whatever you want to call it, it ain't going anywhere. So, like, ah, man, it's bad. 
It, I'm not mad at Hightower for the fumbled opening kickoff. I'm not. That's not what I'm upset about. I'm upset about the terrible punts. I'm upset about the kickoffs. Again, Kyle Shannon even said, you know, we want to kick the, we want to touch back every time. We don't have a, a kicker that can kick the ball into the end zone. I guarantee you there are people out there on the street that you could bring on just to kick the ball into the end zone every time on kickoff. They exist. Go get one. We have so many damn injuries. We have room on our roster to do that. I don't understand the loyalty to Mitch. I don't. I don't. And I get he's only a fourth-round punter, uh, the highest-drafted punter in the NFL, if I'm not correct, if I'm not incorrect. Maybe, yeah, he was drafted higher than Michael Dixon, the best punter in the NFL. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I'm going to have to look that up. Who's the highest-drafted punter currently in the NFL? Is there anybody ahead of Mitch? Because, ah, and I get we used to, like, complain about Bradley Pinion, but at least he can kick it, make a touchback. Like, ah, it makes me mad, man. Um, and I think it's going to cost us. You look at this team and our biggest weaknesses, okay? Special teams, number one. Cornerback, number two, Ambry Thomas, who hasn't been playing well. At least he's improving. He's in position, just not making plays on the ball. Hopefully that changes soon. But we're getting Emmanuel Mosley back. So, like, I think eventually that will improve. But I would say this, you know, the biggest issue, special teams number one, cornerback number two, right guard number three. Um, that's where I would put us. 49ers are playoff worthy. Back to where we started as we wrap this up. And they deserve to be where they are. Now, what if you keep this streak going? What if you get all three wins? What if you rattle off three more wins? Well, I can tell you this. You're going to be in pretty damn good position. Well, possibly even win the division, which isn't going to happen. Cardinals have to lose out. We have to win out. And the Rams have to lose one before us. It's a possibility because uh, we'll see. We'll see here. But, uh, you know, anything is possible, right, Kevin Garnett? Thank you, guys. You are incredible. Appreciate all the support. Again, if you haven't yet, head over to Patreon. Patreon.com. Type in 40 Hours Rush Podcast. Give us a shot there. We got three different tiers that you can check out. Um, and I promise you, you will not be sorry. Uh, we put out more content than anybody else out there. Really do appreciate everybody. And thank you for the support. And as always, stay strong, faithful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.